in every day of creation, God said it was good. The first time the Bible introduces the word, something is not good, he said it is not good for man to be alone. It is at that time that God created not just Adam, but Eve. And God set into motion the concept of a man and a woman. And God said that man should not be alone, but needs someone to connect with. Needs someone who's going to be an Azer Kenegdo, someone who's going to be there to support him. And created the concept of man and woman. And thus began the journey of the very first marriage. And God explained very clearly that we are all created in this world for a purpose, for a mission. We are not just here to take, but we are also here to give. And each one of us, when we were created, when we were born, God blew into us a soul. A soul is a part of God. God made us his ambassador in this world as a partner to make this world a dwelling place for godliness. And God told us exactly how that is to happen. One of the fundamental parts of all humanity is the future. To secure that there is a continuity, that there is a future to humanity. And that is the very first commandment that's introduced in the Bible, in Genesis. God tells Adam and Eve, I have created you, I have brought you together so that you can be fruitful and multiply and create the future. This has began the journey of humanity. You and I are here today because our parents decided that it's important to continue humanity. And we were born. And the day we were born, God said, the world can no longer exist without us. Because you and I are here in this world, in the now, in the present, in this generation, with a specific mission. Our mission may be very different than the mission of our ancestors of thousands of years ago. In every generation, there are different challenges and different missions. Our generation has its own challenges, which also has its own mission. But we never forget the fundamentals. The foundation of life is to be able to produce life. And that is what marriage is all about. Marriage is about fulfilling God's will and God's mission for us on this world so that humanity will continue and can continue. The concept of marriage 
is the concept of not just two human beings connecting with each other, but I'm going to take you a level deeper. In the book of the Talmud, there's a quote that they ask God, what do you do since creation? And his response was, I am creating matches, creating the matches between men and women, creating couples. So let's break that down. Before you and I were created, before you and I were born in this world, we were in existence in a spiritual level. We were a soul. And a soul is a part of God. At birth, the soul gets split into half and goes to two different bodies. One to the man, one to the woman. Now those two bodies can be living in the same neighborhood, in the same city, in the same country. Or the bodies can be continents apart. But at birth, our soulmate is already waiting for us. Marriage is about discovering and uncovering who is your soulmate. And thus begins the journey from birth until marriage, so we can find each other. And this is quite a journey. May we say that God at times has a sense of humor. From our children that got married, our son who was born here in San Diego, California, married my daughter-in-law, who was born in Sydney, Australia. See here, you have one soul that was split in two, given to two different bodies, one in United States of America and the other one in Sydney, Australia. But they are truly soulmates. This is why when a couple gets engaged, it is such a ceremony that we shout out the words Mazal Tov. Mazal Tov means good luck. What does good luck mean? What does luck mean? What kind of luck was here? In the books of Kabbalah and mysticism teaches us that each one of our souls have part of the soul with us and the other part remains in heaven. The soul that's in heaven is very spiritual. The soul that's here is embodied in a physical body. There are voices, heavenly voices, come out all the time from heaven. But only your soul in heaven could understand it, could hear it. And it's his job to send you the messages, to send us the messages in this world. And that's how we get our subliminal messages. That's where we get our inspirations that so we can't explain. What, where did that inspiration come from? Why did I decide to do something? Is that gut feeling that we get, 
it's far and beyond just by chance. It is your soul in heaven talking to you. When you listen to your soul in heaven and you follow your guardian angel in heaven, that is Mazal Tov. That is a good, good Mazal. That's the name of your soul in heaven. It's called Mazal. So when a man meets a woman and you date and you get to know each other, when the two souls come together, what you try to do is to uncover and reveal each other's soul to see if you are soulmates. Everything that happens in life happens for a purpose and a reason. There are no chances or coincidences. So when you meet your spouse, whether it's through an introduction, through a chance meeting, through a website, don't discard it. Realize that this is God setting up an opportunity for you to search and find your soulmate. There's legend and talks about how the soul, before it enters your body, the angel in heaven already announces who your soulmate is going to be. The angel in heaven announces various names and the heavenly court agrees or disagrees. If the angel mentioned many names until the final name is agreed, those are the people you're going to meet, but not necessarily be your soulmate. Even though you have dated several people and it just didn't click, it's not your soulmate. But by divine providence, you were meant to meet them until you finally meet your soulmate. A Jewish ceremony is called a chuppah. It's four poles with a canopy on top. That's where the groom and bride are going to have their ceremony. And that is the moment where the groom and bride exchange their vows. And the ring is placed saying the words that you are sanctifying yourself to each other but when you look up at the canopy it represents the clouds of glory that hovered over mount sinai when god came down on mount sinai when god came down on mount sinai and gave us the ten commandments it was a wedding ceremony it was where god married us took us as a nation and we accepted god as our King, our Father, and our God in Heaven. If you also at a wedding canopy, the four walls are empty, just poles. And the reason is because that's the way when a couple gets married, you're going to have your home that you are building open for all to come. Because your marriage is not just about you. It's about the world. It's about the future. When the two of you make that commitment to tie the knot, to commit yourselves to each other, God in return 
does some beautiful gifts to you. Under the canopy, God erases your whole history. Any wrongdoings, any sins, anything that was not in the right path until now, at your wedding day, it's all forgiven. It's like Yom Kippur, it's the Day of Atonement, you start all over. In addition to that, God descends down on the canopy and He gives you a special gift. A gift to be like God. A gift to be able to create. God is the only one who can create. But at the moment of your marriage, God gives you that gift that you too can create and creating children, creating a family. That is the biggest gift ever. May God bless us all with much joyous times to dance at each other's weddings, to dance to the future through joy, through happiness. God bless you. God loves you.